Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Hello, RP people. Welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Joining me today, I got Scott, Finder, and Jared from the Discord. Hello, Jared. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> and Hello. We- we have invited Jared on the show today because uh, he had some very insightful uh, points about the topic that we're about to discuss, which is alignment. Is it is it pointless? Is there a point to it? Should we totally get rid of it or should it be incorporated to every freaking game? Of course, these are way, you know, probably way more exaggerating all the points, but that is what I'm saying. Uh, so your guys' opinion. Uh, starting with Jared, do you think alignments actually serve a purpose, or do you think that they could probably go to the side? Uh, it depends on the game. Um, so some games will use alignment and use it well. Uh, and it depends a lot on your setting uh, and how you want your PCs to interact with the concepts of law, chaos, good, and evil, or whatever alignment system you're setting up that's got different pillars. What about you, Scott? Yeah, yeah. It definitely has its purpose. Um, and I think in a lot of games it takes the place. Well, actually, since it's, it's, the original seed uses the alignment, and I think the games that have derivated out and don't use alignment, they still use alignment, but it's real subtle. Like Savage Rolls and GURPS use um, oh, shit. What is it in GURPS? Disadvantages and hindrances in in Savage Worlds, but those are still kind of help you paint an alignment, if you will. Yeah. And it's just, a, it really, it's a codified way you could behave or should behave in that character. So yeah, they, they, they definitely can help role play. And what about you finder? I, you know, the interesting thing is that discussion that we had on discord that kind of spawned this topic helped me realize that alignment as a trope in fantasy, I think is very useful. Um, I always hated alignment when I left d and I'm like, oh, great, I can kill my character however I want. But <laughs> recognizing that the purpose of alignment within fantasy, I think it does go to help paint. There is good and evil. And uh, you can do the neutral thing, but it, it helps define there is good and evil. And here are boundaries that you can't cross without going from good into evil. Uh, so I think alignment in that regard is very useful. I do like games that don't have a, a hard codified uh, lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good, that sort of stuff, um, which is probably why I like fa- uh, Savage Worlds as much as and a lot of the other sci-fi slash modern settings where there's more shades of gray. Good point. So you said something very interesting to me there, is that when you left D&D, you felt like you could do whatever you wanted with your character. But from my perspective, you could have always done that in D&D. Alignment system doesn't restrict you from doing anything. It's more of a measuring stick. It's, it's seeing where your character falls on like a range of, of meters and, and what have you, to see how certain aspects of the world are going to interact with your character, like specific spells uh, or the deities, etc. And I agree. I, I mean, even when I was playing D&D, I would choose alignments based on the type of character I wanted to play, which tended to be uh, either neutral good or chaotic good. 
um, occasionally the the lawful evil or if I want to just go whatever chaotic evil, of course. But but I generally chose the alignment based on how I wanted to play that character. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the thing that I like about not having alignments in games like Savage Worlds is it gives you that opportunity that I think is very human nature of we go against our, our normal natures occasionally and we will do something. Um, I'll, I'll use the term heinous. Hopefully none of us do anything truly heinous, but I mean, there are times when I have my set of morals and there are times when I break that set of morals for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a limited, it's a limited thing, but in D and D where it's codified, it always felt more restrictive in that regard that, that your paladin couldn't just go rage and murder somebody out of whatever. Not that I, not that I would condone murdering, mm. but I mean, there, there are times when you go against your normal nature well, so and it felt like in, in the, you, you could, but <laughs> then you've completely destroyed that entire alignment and now you've changed alignments uh, or at least, and maybe we were playing it wrong. I mean, we were a bunch of kids back in the day with one D and D or AD and D rather. And there weren't very many, well, no actual plays ever, but uh, unless you watch your brothers around the table while you were growing up. Mm-hmm. And so it always felt like one slip and that's done. And if your entire class hinged on that one alignment, there's a lock in that you couldn't get out of. Uh, and if you slipped, you're done. It's like, so oh, <laughs> just screw that up. <laughs> another thing that I want to point out is that the, uh, the paladins penalties for leaving lawful good is something that's completely separate from mm-hmm. the alignment system. Because mm-hmm. you you still have that in the 5e version today. It's just instead of being based on the alignment, it's based on whether or not they break their oaths. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Yeah. And the oaths definitely s- suggest specific alignments. Um, and one act of evil or what have you uh, isn't really supposed to make you lose your alignment or change your alignment, unless it's especially um, heinous or yeah, despicable Murdering. or what have you. <laughs> Murdering um, for a lot of good guys. <laughs> yeah, um, and and but like it, it's supposed to just shift you closer, right? Like, yeah. um, it's one of those things that's supposed to be a spectrum, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a range where you fit into lawful good. There's a range where you fit into neutral good, right? If you're chaotic good, you can still occasionally follow the law, right? And and not be unchaotic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's true. Yeah. I mean, then you know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wow. There's so much so much to unwrap for for Finder's statements. So Finder, <laughs> tell me about spe- science fiction. Tell me about the alignment of the force. Ooh. So <laughs> now let, let, let's clarify though: science fiction versus space opera, which I consider Star Wars more space opera slash yeah. fantasy. There is a very delineated yeah, yeah. good versus evil paradigm yeah. in yeah. Uh, in Star Wars. So the the alignment for the Jedi would be lawful good, in my opinion. Oh, but that that's the way I perceive them. To me, they are the space paladins. Uh, I would have to disagree. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, you're wrong, but you can disagree. <laughs> now, the reason why is because the, the Jedis themselves will be, will allow 
negative shit to happen if it doesn't really affect the force. They're willing to let people die as long as it kind of keeps that equilibrium. They're more, I would say, lawful neutral because they settle by a, a defined set of rules. They also do not let themselves express positive emotions or negative. They try and stay at that neutral level the entire freaking time. They are lawful neutral. That's it. I would not say that they're... Uh, you see... <laughs> Just say, I, I would say... I would say, as we're on there... They're I'll... about life. They're, they're about life and doing good. Now... Your perception of letting bad things happen, dude, that's all throughout biblical writings as well. Yeah, Bad shit happens to good people and bad shit happens to bad people. That's just how life is. But the Jedis, to me, they were all about keeping law and order yeah. and maintaining life, which is is keeping uh, keeping they, but they, they did not go for the bad stuff <laughs> that it was on a macro scale rather than a yeah. micro scale yeah. Yeah. whereas paladins in D&D they see any wrong and they're going to be writing it yeah yeah so they are a lot yeah. I mean, good yeah and the jedi carried laser swords that cut through people <laughs> yeah <laughs> we could have those well, in D&D &D too and doors <laughs> and doors yeah but no it's just that as i was Star would be, you know, Star Wars is always an interesting uh, science fiction version for the alignment because um, you have the gray, you know, gray Jedi or gray Force users, and you have the dark side, um, and then you have people who have the auras who may not be Force users, um, but because the Force touches everything, you can still have that aura about you, and your actions are, are still orienting your towards one of the, you know, one of the three aspects of the Force. Um, they even brought that up in the. I think in every edition of the Star Wars role-playing game ever made, except yeah. for Fantasy Flight. So, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. But I think GMs tend to use, well, GMs can. And back in the day, we especially had a bad habit of using alignment like a, like a fucking cudgel on players. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, about, that's about the way the system was run. Yep. Not about the system itself, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we don't necessarily have to get rid of alignment for people to have fun. We can just get people to understand how it's supposed to work. Yeah. yeah. I also yeah. think no, there's... 100%. Yeah, I think there's also different ways that you could do alignment that's true to the game but not necessarily just you know it kind of keeps them more into that kind of gray area uh one good one that i really liked was actually on the blade runner rpg by free league uh because they didn't say oh you're going to be good or bad theirs is um it was more sense of humanity versus your job what are you willing to do to keep uphold what you sworn to do for your job versus what is actually right and they put that in into the front and center, and you'll gain benefits from one side or the other, but you'll also lose out on other things on top of that. And I thought that was a really nice system because for that, of course, with fantasy, you can't really do that specific one because it's a lot more broad of a genre. But with Blade Runner, as investigators, I think thought it fit very perfectly with how you could see somebody in that kind of role struggle to deal with and what the consequences and what their actions could actually have as an after effect. 
See, now I want to go read that game because that to me sounds like it's drawn heavily from the source material of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Because that entire story was about what defines humanity for the most part. Mm -hmm. And it was a really interesting uh, take on things. The one shot I had planned for you guys definitely plays up on those, what he was mentioning. As soon as I read it, I was like, ooh, I have a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, I also think that it's a great illustration of uh, what I was saying at the very beginning when you asked me, you know, do we need alignment? Should it go away? Should it be in every game? Yada, yada, yada. And it depends on the game. That particular alignment system super fits with that specific genre and that that specific story, right? Um, so... Yeah, that's, that's all I want to say. <laughs> you, know, you know, though, I, I think I think one of the things that we are kind of dancing around as well is one of the things that I do appreciate about the alignment system is it does kind of give you an indication of where your party is going to gel and where there may yeah. be potential conflicts of interest, um, which which can be great for a storytelling. But at the same time, if you have a party with a paladin and a party with like an evil cleric, that's not going to work. <laughs> not unless <laughs> at least the, not D anD D. Not unless the evil cleric is really, really good at hiding it. Exactly. <laughs> All it takes is that that paladin to cast uh, no alignment, and yeah. it's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless the unless the priest <laughs> counters it with you know the yeah. counter spells, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Just have a have a charm of obscure alignment. But up. it's like, why are you muttering while I'm muttering? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, at least, and and again, back back in the day, in the uh, 70s and early 80s, there wasn't this concept of session zero that there is today. And so, I mean, you'd make your characters and the alignment's like, oh, I see a problem here. Great. (laughs) Let's talk about that. And it at least gave you something to to talk about. But Well, shit, when we played originally... you didn't even have a fine uh, a dial, uh, you know, a dial to fine tune the character. It was law, chaos, or neutrality. Pick it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and chaos was heavily, you know, uh, was it heavily suggested not to do chaos, and so it was like, hey, you should be lawful or neutral, and then gel with the rest of the universe and the world. And I guess which kind of makes sense from a heroic perspective. Now, one thing about D and D's alignment system that I do kind of think was pretty stupid <laughs> uh, was alignment languages. <laughs> oh my God, yes. That's the dumbest shit on earth. I know it has a literary background. I know this, but yeah, it is just, Oh fuck. You know, so I wrote a, one of the games I wrote, I, I included them in a discussion of that game, but it was not a language I translated it for people to say, you don't say weird words and shit, but like if two gangbangers are conversing, they're going to use slang and they're going to use profanity and you know, and that's going to be that degree of neutral evil or chaotic evil for, for lack of better terms because I didn't really use those, but it was like, mm-hmm. but two law-abiding citizens will speak differently to one another. And you know you and people adjust fire. So that's how I got around the alignment language for doing an OSR product. Because to me it made more sense. But you yeah, dude, 
goddamn alignment languages are stupid as shit. You can't you can't change alignment. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> now now I I I do think that that was the original idea behind alignment languages. Hopefully, um, <laughs> no, you're, you're right. it comes from Paul Anderson's book. Yeah, but uh, I I I also think that they were poorly explained and poorly implemented and so nobody knew how to do anything with them. How dare you? Are you saying the the first edition <laughs> D&D books are fucking poorly written and out of sync? <laughs> oh my god, I tried to make a character recently. I, was, I thought I was going to play an AD&D game and I forgot the disaster that is the, the editing and the layout of that goddamn PHB. Oh, mind-numbing. Goddamn. I made so many characters in <laughs> second edition AD&D that at one point I had certain tables memorized, so I oh, didn't shit. have to reference stuff. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we do. So for Rich, well, for anyone, well, obligation as a hindrance. What alignment, okay. what alignment does that play into? That I think lawful. Anything. I think, I, think, I think obligation can play into anything. True. Um, about, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what about mean? Mean? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Again, I think I think that can play into any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because I, it, people tend to think of mean as evil. Being a dick. But people also think of look, yeah. people look at New Yorkers as being yeah. mean because how abrupt yes. and quote-unquote rude they are yeah yeah but they're really not they are some of the nicest people i've met when i've been on the east coast and you can stop any of them on the street ask them directions and they can give you a google accurate map (laughs) off their head it's amazing i mean truly amazing and they're just abrupt because they're in a hurry they they move fast they talk fast and so what is perceived as mean to some is not meanness it's just abruptness and so I, I think if you get into the I'm being mean by kicking children and, and animals, then, then, yeah, that, that to me is going to be more evil. But if I'm mean like a New Yorker, I'm just abrupt. There, there's definitely a difference between being a jerk and being evil. 100%. Yeah. 100% yeah. 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 And I'm grateful for that because I don't like to think of myself as an evil person. But I'm just And saying. a lot of the greatest... Uh, examples of evil characters from literature and stuff. I was just going to say, to your point, Scott, uh, there are hindrances, I think, that universally people codify as one thing or the other. Oath is typically going to be a good aligned thing because we're thinking about positive good oaths rather than contracts with the devil. We're, we're th- yeah, right. And that's the thing. Like yeah. an, a warlock with uh, with oath. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Well, I, I mean, yeah. they can go either way. But I, I think to your point, we do tend to think of mean as being more of your bad guy. And we tend to think of yeah. greed as being more of your bad guy and um, things like that. So th- there are yeah. analogs, but they can be molded and, and shifted depending on how you want to talk about it with your GM and the rest of the group. Oh, no. I mean, that's that's why we've got to remember those famous words. Not all that glitters is gold. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's crazy. And I don't know. Just And I know there are a lot of people who play without alignment. I know a lot of people who play uh, – so I know we keep using D&D, and so it might be easier to switch to yeah, D20. But it doesn't really matter. Yeah, D&D is a ubiquitous D20 game, and every D20 game is descended from Dungeons & Dragons, so they all have the same thing. 
but yeah, people who try to play D any D and D version or D 20 game, I don't see how you do it without removing just so many spells mm -hmm. and abilities <laughs> and even some mad, some very potent magic items just are done when you remove alignment from the game. It's wild. Honestly, if I were going to run it and I had a bunch of players that didn't want to use alignment, I would just not have them mark it on their character sheets. And then I would watch how they play their characters. I would assign them in the background and that would be how it would work. Because honestly, alignment was always meant more of, uh, as a DM tool than as a player thing. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And you know, though, you're going to have the arguing players who are you're like, well... You, did, you, you glow invisible because you've been doing nefarious shit, and so now you're detecting his evil. Oh, fuck, I am. Table flip. I'm not evil. <laughs> you're going to have that anyway. You, you, can't, you can't avoid that, right? Like, there's there's no way to get, get around that. So you might as well run the game the way you want to run the game. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't strangle a kitten today. I strangled a kitten last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. There's some really cool systems like Palladium's alignment system is actually really neat. And a lot of folks, when it, for that game system first came out, they would adopt the Palladium alignments into D and D as a. I think because Palladium had different had it had different words instead of yeah. lawful good. You know, it had aberrant, and so you know what that means. And then they give you the little examples of these different uh, the unscrupulous. Was yeah, right. Favorite one. Yeah, and you, yeah. Oh, God damn. Basically, <laughs> unscrupulous is the chaotic neutral of Palladium. Yeah. <laughs> I could be a jerk off and do what I want. <laughs> it, it, it was the same thing. They just didn't want to use the same yeah. words. Exactly. Exactly. Same thing. Just try to convince people that, like, you know, you're just reading these descriptions and we could just apply those to the alignments that are in your book. <laughs> it's just, it's that easy. Oh, man. And Vampire even had alignments. World of Darkness, they didn't call them alignments, but. You had, oh, shoot, Demeanor and, oh, man, I can't remember the other one. But it was these two facets of how and it really predicted how your character could be expected to behave and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So even these story games, right, the air quote story games, uh, like, we don't have alignments because they're dumb as shit. I'm like, well, you actually have alignments. You just you don't realize you have alignments. The other, the other aspect of Vampire, though, was the, the clan that you came from mm -hmm. also kind of would dictate where you felt if you were um yeah was it ventru i think they're the the uppities like the the snobs mm -hmm. the rich yeah, ones. yeah. Th they were likely yeah. to be more lawful doesn't mean they're lawful good or lawful evil but they're going to be lawful yeah. uh your brew yeah, sure. are going to be more chaotic your yeah uh, malcaves are definitely yeah. chaotic um, yeah and then you throw humanity in there yeah. and that's a whole different yeah. aspect <laughs> right um, sorry jared so i i was gonna say um I actually feel like a lot of the systems that claim we don't have an alignment, uh, they're doing it as a marketing scheme. <laughs> yeah, they know that there's a ton of people that just hate alignment. And so they're just sneaking it in there on the sly. And people are still using the alignment. They just don't realize it. And because they don't realize it, they don't pitch about it. Nope. How dare you? How dare you say that content creators are sometimes terrible people? Uh, I didn't say they're terrible people. I said they're good at marketing. I mean, even fate, how it uses aspects, can be considered, hey, some of these aspects are probably going to be very alignment-oriented of how you're making these characters. They so, absolutely can be. Yeah. That one's more... But I mean, at that point, though... 
It's yeah, yeah. The the player is deciding those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, the player is deciding what alignment they f- fit under too. But yeah, true, true. That's why Dragonlance was always fun because in the original Dragonlance for first edition, it had that cool chart where you would mark down your the characters' alignments, and then they would as they did certain deeds that like you were talking about earlier, Jared is. The GM or the DM, shit, I was like, get out of the habit. You could, uh, you know, you would move the little pips and just dance them around this alignment tracker. And then they start having the surprise because in Korean, alignment actually has very visceral meaning in, in the world. And so that became really interesting when your white robe spells may not be working as well anymore. Or, you know, you start getting visits from, you know, the black robe wizards or uh, United Salamnia has to go and I don't know deduce themselves because you've done some bad shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> you owe the circle of nights. You know, the other, <laughs> the cool thing that I liked about Dragonlance also was Raceland, I think, was the epitome of how alignment affects your character. Because throughout the oh, entire man. series, he is ill, physically yeah. ill, until he yeah. finally decides, you know what? I'm going to just be my true alignment. <laughs> yeah. Now, he was... I'm not gonna look it up. I'm pretty. He was neutral evil, if I remember correctly, right? Uh, he started. He started out as a red robe yeah. wizard, yeah, uh, and he was actually neutral. Yeah. Yep. But oh, the yeah. influence of Fistendentalis, yeah, is what that shifted him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Over time. Yes, yeah. But uh, it's um, Weiss and Hickman really, really had a great understanding of what alignment is and how yeah. it's supposed to work. And how changing alignment doesn't have to be a bad thing, right? right? Yeah. Like, it made that story better. Yeah. Uh, and the best example of lawful evil I have ever seen uh, was in a non-D&D series of novels that they wrote. Um, oh. The something about a rose. Yes, yeah. Prophet of the Rose. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a yeah. character in there that was lawful evil that was helping the quote-unquote good guys. Yep. Uh, throughout the whole thing, and it just, it was so perfect. Yeah. I don't remember the series very well, because it was probably 25 years ago that I read it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, yeah. it always stuck with me just how perfect they nailed Lawful Evil. Yeah. They had a real gift. Even alignment in the original Ravenloft module was so well done and implemented in those areas that you danced around. It was pretty interesting. You know, Strahd's entire motivation wasn't, because he was a chaotic, evil bastard, mm-hmm. is because he was that in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I actually have a fun story about alignment not quite being used a hundred percent properly. Uh, Ravenloft and, and 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 characters. So, in a in a game that I was playing in uh, with my longest standing group of uh, friends that I play with, we were in Ravenloft uh, and. Uh, we were escaping a burning building. And the DM asks one of the people who's the last one out, do you close the door? And he says, yes, and I lock it. And he had forgotten that there were a bunch of kids in the building. Oh, Oh, man. So it was a mistake. But he he was like, okay, hand over your character now because you're you're now uh, Aslan's... uh, Damn. Like... Lieutenant or something because you just flipped super Damn. evil uh, and you know the 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 dark beings that uh, control La- Ravenloft have a very keen interest in you now. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And Damn. you know the, uh, that player took it really well. They just took it as now this is a really cool story that I've got, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. Damn. 
damn, it's dark. <laughs> but it happens, you know. It, it, Absolutely. Yeah, it was great that it mattered, and that's what that's what I think might be lacking in a lot of games or people's experiences that alignment never mattered at the tables they were playing at or running, and that might be why there's such a negative draw to it. Well, I think that's uh, maybe partially because people have a hard time playing paladins well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god, it's my favorite class. And every time I meet someone who wants to play a paladin, I will I have an excerpt from the Deeds of Paxenarian. And I give them that excerpt and it is the speech by because it's about uh, a group of paladins and this this young lady joins them and she goes through fucking hell to become a paladin like that is the greatest character arc of what it means to suffer for your beliefs uh that's probably been put in literature for fantasy by elizabeth moon but there's a speech the head of the order gives and it is why people basically it's it's the it's it's a it's a narrative of why paladins have a high charisma and why they are the way they are and it's the, it's one of the coolest narratives. I'll throw it on the Discord for people to read. No, it's we're talking just, about paladins. Yeah, we're to paladins. any of our listeners, uh, right now our software is being absolutely <laughs> fucking insane. So um, we think it's Jared's oh. fault. Uh, apparently, I'm too pretty. Too pretty. Well, now you're frozen, <laughs> so it's not his fault. <laughs> you're literally frozen on screen. There you go. No, there you are. Yeah, you, it's you funny because I'm, I'm looking end. on my end and I wasn't frozen. See, that's why I said I think it, it puts it in the back room, like in the back. So sometimes the quality drops, yeah. but when I look at the video, it's still there. And I don't know. Shit's fucked, man. It is what it is. Anyway, we talked about paladins, and you can let us know if you listen to it, if you feel like it. What you heard about paladins, and maybe we can yeah. pick up for, pick up at another point on Discord or something. Jesus, <laughs> this is oh, awesome. yeah, totally awesome. Um, so out of curiosity, let's talk about true, true neutral. neutral. Oh, go ahead. God, true, true, neutral. true neutral. Yes, see, that's the reaction I have. I was like, that's the fuck. You are worthless. You are. You're the kind of person who's like, oh, I so, guess. I'm just going to stand here. Oh, you fucking threw the axe in the tree. I'm going to hit the fucking elf in the face with my club. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Wait, I did that I wrong? So, I think... Sorry, no, go ahead. I, I just I was going kind of... You didn't do anything wrong. I was going to say, I think true neutral is kind of like the Hank Hill and King of the Hell. Like... <laughs> He's just he's just fine with where he's being. Like he enjoys his job as a, you know propane dealing with propane and propane accessories. He doesn't really want to go further ahead. He doesn't really want to fall further behind. He just he he's happy with the status quo. That's what I see true neutral as. Is they're just like, you know what? I'm fine with how everything is. Let's try not to change. Let's try and do have the least amount of impact on the world around us while still doing our job. Jim's reaction was very appropriate because it's the same one that I usually have when people are like, oh, I'm just going to play True News. You're like, God damn it. Just fucking, just pick a fucking alignment. <laughs> Honestly, my problem with True Neutral isn't the actual alignment. It's what people think yeah. it means. Yes, 100%. <laughs> you play that one. Pick something that's fucking real because I know we, you're not going to do it well. We did a bunch of good things, so now I got to go do something evil and balance it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, we're gonna buy. We're gonna buy the cart, so I'm gonna steal the horse. <laughs> well, if you're gonna steal something, steal the horse for sure. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, for real. It's just uh, just fucking crazy. I hate the alignment. Sorry, <laughs> Christian. What, what were you going to say? Wait, what was it? <laughs> before we did the neutral. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Gonna I was going to say, we, we if you neutral. had to pick uh, one RPG that you think does alignment the best, what system would you pick? Oh. Yeah. For me, it's easy it has D&D. To- that's the you only, that seriously, the that's, that's the only system I've played that has alignment the way we're talking about alignment. That's the, I, I've never played a late, mm. I've never played Palladium. You played so, Dungeon World, that mm. one has alignment. Mm-hmm. I've played it once and so I don't have a feel for it and I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I doubt that there's any system that does alignment poorly. It's the people at yeah. the table that do it well or poorly. You're not wrong. Like I think Dungeon Crawl Classics has the funnest alignment system, if that's a qualifier, but because of the patrons of Wizards and Elves, and the alignment matters, and so I think that's kind of cool because it makes it matter. I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard. That's a really interesting question. Shit. But yeah, I'm. I, I yeah, you're not wrong. It's the people can. F- as always, fuck everything up. <laughs> can or do? I think it's more of a do. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and in the case of D&D, I don't entirely <laughs> blame anybody because most groups had it wrong and most people learn from other people, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's yeah. it's it's, um, it's it's a problem of basically learning from yeah. each other. Um, yeah. do things the wrong way. Yeah. Well, the town is lawful evil, but, you know, you're a lawful good paladin, and you're going to have to obey their fucking tyrannical fascism. <laughs> or, or you're going to have to murder them all. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, man. God. Alignment can't, really can be fun when used and played properly and appropriately. It really can be. And I, I guarantee you, most of the people who swear that up and down that they hate alignment and they went to some other system because they hated alignment, it's in that system somewhere. Yeah. They just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep thinking of all these storyteller systems that I know, and I'm like, no, there's definitely alignment is hidden in there. They just don't <laughs> realize it. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Because we need a yeah. shorthand for that kind yes. of thing, right? Yeah. It, yeah. it definitely helps grease the wheels of play. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the problem, too, is people assume alignment only means a very myopic viewpoint of, of the word and what it really means. They take it to only mean D&D style instead of, you know, a set of ethics and morals. Well, it's, it's also what I was uh, telling Santa uh, before the, the other of you two joined. So many people treat it like a straitjacket. I yeah. am this alignment, so that means I can do these things, but I can't do these things. And that's yeah. that's never what it was intended to be. Uh, yeah, no. no. Uh, it was intended to be something that changes with how you play your character um, mm-hmm. and just tell the DM where you fit into the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about alignment language. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking, I, I, I fucking forgot all about this. 
Well, I'm glad I could bring that gem back to your memory. <laughs> Think about like you and Rich having a lawful neutral conversation, and then Christian has to stand there because he's fucking chaotic neutral. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not chaotic. Oh, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I might be. Chaotic. Honestly, when I when when I had to. Uh, try to explain alignment languages to people. I actually uh, explained it like it's very similar to Thieves Camp. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right? People yeah. can understand the words that you're saying, yeah. right? But there's like an underlying message there. Yeah. Uh, and part of it's body language and part of it's uh, yep. slang words and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that's exactly what I wrote. It was, yeah, you, yeah, you'd have to be able to read body language, you'd be able to read slang, you'd be able to read intent, tone. But at the same time, speak. uh, that's one of the reasons I always disagreed with the idea that you couldn't learn an alignment language. Well, yeah, why, really, why, why couldn't you? That's the weirdest shit. You, you can be, you can be a, a keen observer of, of body language and, 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 uh, and learn basically any, type of communication. Not yeah. only that, if I'm yeah. if I'm in a position where I end up changing languages or changing alignments, do I get the new alignment language and forget the old alignment language? And if so, how did I <laughs> yes. how did I learn this new alignment language? Edition. And why did I forget yes. that old alignment language? <laughs> Dude, yes, by AD and D's rules, yes. And the only character class that could learn a new other alignment languages was the assassin. Because they had to to be able to lie their way through a situation and kill people. But but even that wasn't an original <laughs> core class, if I remember correctly. Didn't that one come from Dragon as well? Uh, Assassin was not part of the, it was not yeah. part of the AD and D core classes. Uh, yeah, it was in the PHB. Uh, mm? Are you sure? so? Uh, my experience with first edition is, sure. is is minimal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have played it a little bit, and I've got a book around here somewhere. But yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I know, it, yeah, I know it was because I just the character I was rolling up for that game was PHB only, a half fork fighter assassin. Cool. Yep, it was a core class. Yep, it was an, it was a secondary class to thief. If you remember, they used to do the mm -hmm. warrior, and then or it was sorry fighter, and then ranger and paladin were subclasses of fighter. Uh, no, they thief, were warrior. Uh, you, you were warrior the first time. Like, was it warrior? Yeah, okay. warrior yeah, it was like, there were three warriors. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was like some of my fucking brain. And then thief, uh, and then you had uh, bard. assassin. Yeah, and then uh, so bard was you had to do the fighter, you had to do a thief, then you had to do a druid, and once you multiclass into druid, then you became oh. a bard and you started doing the whole thing. That was such a weird class. So uh, I must have been thinking of the second edition one because the second edition one it was classified under rogues <laughs> or thief. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So second edition, you could start out as a bard because everyone realized that I'm not waiting till sixth or seventh fucking level to be a bard just to, to tell stupid fucking jokes and have lore. Um, but yeah, and then um, the acrobat came from um, Dragon and then was yeah. codified in Unearthed Arcana in AD&D yeah. 1. Didn't, didn't, uh, the, didn't the acrobat show up in normal D&D first? Uh, you mean in basic D&D? Yeah. It was in Greyhawk or Eldritch Wizardry. I don't remember which one. But yeah, because they also had Assassin in there. And then they had Druid. I think Druid was actually the first class outside of Thief to be added. Because Thief wasn't really part of the game. Everyone was a thief. <laughs> uh, which is... It's, 
It's a whole different topic in the fucking show. <laughs> how you can ruin a fucking intent of a game by adding one goddamn class. And then your whole point of the game goes into the shitter. <laughs> because now you've trained players like, well, I, I can't look for this trap. Well, fuck, why not? What, are you <laughs> stupid? Look for shit. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I can't. Well, roll into your fucking intelligence. Never mind. See, it's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but I, I, I remember the acrobat uh, because of the D&D cartoon. Mm-hmm. The one girl in that was an acrobat. Yeah, and I don't know. I have to see what year that cartoon came out compared to what year the Honor of right, Arcana launched. Because that was the first time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was a big deal because Unearthed Arcana was the book that the supplement that ruined Dungeons and Dragons because of that fucking Dark Elf goddamn novel series. Holy shit balls. They put Drow in there. Oh, fucking there went See, there I went AD. Arcana, though. That, that was like one of my favorite. Like, I loved it too because yeah, I like Cavaliers. Exactly. one of my favorite classes. Um, I, was like, <laughs> I get to be the ultimate fucking holy knight. But yeah. at the table, I've got six fucking drow rangers who just happen to use scimitars. What a fucking <laughs> shocking turn of events. Uh, so I'm going to possibly uh, ruin uh, Scott's opinion of me as if I could do that even more. Oh my god, you play drow. <laughs> of course I have. Who has it? Tell me you have not. <laughs> you have not. No, no. No, uh, no, they're, they're even was, should be all what is What I was going to say is that I love that series of novels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone did because it was they were, they were fun, mm-hmm. and everyone was just really gyrated towards and, toward uh, Drizzt, and then and then and Salvatore is actually really good at writing yeah. combat. He's super good at that. yes, yeah. His description of combat is definitely incredible. I, I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, man, God, and that's something. Son of Arcana, could do a whole show on Earth Arcana. Roll eighty d six, put them in order. And then we're going to make nine characters. <laughs> like, the, what are we doing? Are you just making up excuses? Just tell me I can play the fucking paladin with the cavalier statistics. <laughs> I, just make minimums. That's it. That's all I need. So it's really at that. Yeah. So finder put in the years for the cartoon and unearthed arcana in the chat. Yeah. Oh wow! So that is interesting. So yeah, I do remember that they mentioned. Goddamn! So they had fighting man, uh, magic user. And dwarf, elf, hobbit. Even though they had to change that because that was a fucking mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the the clerics, and then they brought thief in in the first supplement, and then they brought in the druid, the acrobat, the paladin got mentioned, the assassin got mentioned in the the basic, and then they kind of got removed from the game uh, when AD and D became a thing. I'm not sure why they cut them down the way they did. Um, Probably it was such- they wanted the basic to have less choices to be less confusing. That's yeah, it's just, yeah, maybe. I really wish I, we they would have asked Gygax, like, you know, substantial questions other than, oh, does it feel like to be the father of RPGs? But no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. I want to hear what he's thinking. I want to hear what he thinks about alignment. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You would probably would have gotten a way better conversation out of him with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> can you explain some things to me? Like I get it, the wargaming days for a lot of stuff that I just was irritated. Weapon speed factor sounds great on paper. <laughs> Oof, God damn. So it, it it was definitely clunky, but there is yeah. something I miss about uh, the idea that not just your character stats, but what you're using, yeah, play into how yep. quickly you're going to go. Yep. Um, yep, yep. And 
I also really like the casting speed for spells. Cause oh, then, yeah. Because then people had a window where they could interrupt you, right? Yes. That was a big deal, too, yeah. back in the day when you had casting times. And it was just like, shit, this fuck fireball to casting time like three or whatever it was. And it was like, oh, no. shit. <laughs> And it was a little bit clunky, but when they took it yeah. out, the game lost something, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because even the uh, second edition, when they had... Uh, and they had... Second edition, when they had that, they made a, a bigger deal about, you know, um, weapon type versus armor class. Mm-hmm. And, again, very clunky, but very on the point, because, you know, chainmail is designed for slashing weapons, but piercing weapons do just fine against chainmail. But yeah, it became sort of overbearing on the system to keep track of shit. It's you know, yeah. I think if you, I don't it's know. hard to find a good balance, right? Between yes. yeah, exactly things that make sense that with the real world uh, and something yep. that plays quickly and yep. uh, and easily and won't lose people's attention. Exactly. See, it's not just us. Even Jaren comes on, and we are just now. We're not longer talking about Lime. We're talking about eighty. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so hard. To that's, that's systemic of the type of people that like role playing games. Honestly, yeah, right. Hundred percent. This is crazy. Oh man. Also, uh, I while we've got a little bit of a lull, I'd like to take a moment to say thank you very much for having me on. I'm super oh. enjoying this. Being part of uh, the camaraderie and uh, the way that you guys have these discussions is is really a ton of fun. Yeah. No, man, that's no, awesome. Honestly, yeah. I've it's, kind of enjoyed being yeah, a little man. bit in the back right now because I'm just listening to you guys because I've never really put too like I've never really put much thought in alignment. I was the type of person, still kind of am, where I'm just like <laughs> alignment. Okay, I'm just gonna put it to the side. I don't. It's like encumbrance to me. I just don't want to deal with it. Right. Chaotic neutral. So. Scott's you and about, other Scott. Scott's about to go off on encumbrance now. You realize that, right? No, no, no. That's another episode. We, we, we got we, we Scott versus other Scott for that episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, that was a fun conversation. It, it was too. a very good listen. Go ahead, I keep really going, enjoyed keep it, going, keep going. and uh, I wanted to say also, uh, Jared, you are the winner of our contest that we had at the beginning of the year. Mm. Congratulations. Uh, it was a unanimous vote that your map was the worst map. <laughs> the only map. It's great to run on a post. <laughs> sometimes it just happens. You, you didn't get primary by any random map. You're fine. <laughs> it's a, it, it would be yeah. even weirder if you lost no, no. that one somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really weird. The dickish would be like, no well, one won. I, who lost? Oh well, one God. of the people just accidentally well, typed into it, and we thought that one looked a lot better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, like the pipe and the tilde, and I was like, oh, that's a weird looking map that you went into. Um, I did Shit, have man. a little bit of a game that we could potentially play. You have the game, and then we yeah. still have oh D&D trivia, Jared which Jared will actually probably whip oh, your guys' asses will. at. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to... Sometimes I look at the cards and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> What's this? But uh, I'm going to list off. Uh, I got a list here of some of the most uh, famous characters ever to grace books or TV screens, or et cetera, et cetera, the most common. And we're going to have to guess what their alignment would be. And, so who, who uh, is the, the way, author uh, of their alignment? Who's decided their alignment? We're the one who's deciding who the alignment is. 
Uh, because unlike okay. with Jedi's, you know, it's very hard to tell that if they're not waffle neutral. Oh, or God, here we go. Um, by the way, I think I think Ben Kenobi was uh, lawful good. I just think the other ones were lawful neutral. Anyways, except Vader. Uh, well, he's not a Jedi anymore. He's Seth. Oh, how oh. dare! There we go. There we go. So, is. Um, <laughs> at at the end of the the chronologically first trilogy, um, he does bring balance to the Force he does. He does. by going to the yeah. dark side. And yep. so many people miss that. He yep. fulfills the prophecy. And then he brings balance to the Force again when he kills the Emperor. Yeah. Also, also... Yeah. And in Rogue watched, One, he was fucking uh, terrifying. Yeah. If you ever saw the animated series <laughs> The Clone Wars, it actually goes more in depth about that prophecy. Which, if you've never seen that, the, the animated series, actually, it's such so a good, good. so freaking good. Way better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. But, I, like, I don't get why none of the Jedi saw that coming, because it was clear that the imbalance was in their favor. Right. right. But he, he, just <laughs> maybe, right? Just like, oh, well, we're obviously. Because they're lawful neutral. They don't care. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Uh, All right, what's, what's your first okay, character? So Let's the very this. first one, Sherlock Holmes. That one's actually a little bit of a harder one. Oh. Hmm. I'm, uh, you can't call no, him I, I, I call uh, him no. some form of neutral. Um, because I don't think he really cared about whether it was good or not. He was solving the mystery, and that's all he cared about to me. So, Scott, you're mm. going to hate me, but I'm going to call yeah. him true neutral. Actually, I was thinking the same shit, actually, because I think, yeah, Rich is right. The only thing that mattered to him was yep, the truth. So he's willing to break the laws, yeah. but at the same time, he was very... Oh, fuck, he might be the only character we ever we know of that has a really good <laughs> neutral <laughs> method. But, well, um, <laughs> one of the things that a lot of people, when they were doing the thing in, in D&D, where they were like, oh, you did... Um, a good thing, so now I've got to do a bad thing to balance stuff, uh, is that in the books it says most people are true neutral. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they care about their lives uh, and the yeah. people around them and the people that they love and and not what's going on in the bigger picture. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Okay, next one, Santa. So you guys would say pure neutral? Alright, the next one. Yeah. This one neutral. Not pure. Pure is pure is a bad word to start using. Yeah. <laughs> so next one, Batman. Oh. I would say he is chaotic good. No, he's lawful. He's not no, lawful. He's, he's got, he's got a code. Law. No, but he has he's, he's got a code of honor that he he will yeah. not break though. So he's yeah. not he's not chaotic, right? Because he's so neutral. Good. I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm going to say lawful because although it's not legal lawful, he falls under a very strict code that he never breaks. It's just like a paladin in a certain religion. They have their lawful good, which may be. Would which may for another one be considered chaotic good just because that's how they view it before him and his rules it is lawful good in my mind 
So the problem here is that we don't know the cosmology yeah. of the DC universe mm, to yeah. really codify him as one or the other. Well, yeah, because he willingly, he's, a vigilanteism is very rarely seen yeah. as a lawful yeah. act by even normal people. Although that's changing. <laughs> from, it definitely from, changing. From conversations of, with people on the internet. Um, yeah. But he's also a billionaire, so the laws don't apply. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's tro- totally written in the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> yeah. right? Damn, Jesus! Yeah, no. yeah, I know Batman is a tough is. one, man. He really is one of the harder ones. Shit, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't put him full chaotic because he cares too much about that one structure, mm-hmm. right? His, but his but does that mean he's defining what law is to him? Then I mean, is, is that what well, lawful is? Is lawful I also defined by each person? In which case, though. everybody could be lawful. He's also, I wouldn't say he's a vigilante. And that's why the cosmology is important. Yeah. Like, Batman works with the police on a regular basis. They have the bat signal. It it depends on who's writing it. Yeah, but on (laughs) for most medias, he works with the police. He is almost like a sanctioned, unsanctioned uh, entity. And and why do the police never acknowledge it? Because it's unlawful. Sure, they do. They have actually. It's city. usually because the majority of the police force in Gotham is yes. corrupt. <laughs> there is that too. Yeah, man, So, so in that case, given that uh, the law has failed Gotham, Ooh. now now we have to consider that in determining whether or not coming up with his own ethics becomes lawful. Mm. Right? Yeah. Sure. Right. I, I can see an yeah. argument for that. Okay. I, I will. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's. It's yeah. Very true. Jesus. Let's put a pin okay. in Batman. <laughs> Should I? Should... This is going to be a really hard exercise in general. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, here, oh, yeah. I'll give you. A, I'll give you Damn. a nice slow ball. Bugs Bunny. Get the fuck hey, out of here. Definitely yeah. chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say chaotic yeah. neutral. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'd say I would say he's got some good. He's got definitely got some good leanings. I only say chaotic neutral because I'm sorry, but no one who's chaotic good is going to whack someone in the head with a mallet. Well, he's not. That, that's why I, well, I, mean, I don't know that he's neutral or good. Because has he ever done anything truly good? No, but he's never chaotic, done anything absolutely. Truly bad. I mean, he doesn't. All he does is travel and get lost, and then he yeah. fucks everything up around him. <laughs> Uh, honestly, Bugs Bunny always struck me as a type of character who didn't really want anybody hurt, right? Uh, and in a lot of cases, he does actively work to oh, yeah. make that not happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, the whole Elmer Fudd thing, well, he's he... always turning... The... Now, they're also in a world where nobody's going to die. But, but yes, I mean... Right, yeah. And again, this is yeah. where cosmology comes in. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So here's one. It's still... I, this one's I might gonna be oh this one might be a hard one. <laughs> King Kong. They're all gonna be hard. King Kong? Is uh, yeah, King Kong. King Kong. I mean, can he can yeah. he have an alignment? He's an animal. He can feel he he oh. he he can love. So he can, can my feel. dog. Is my dog lawful good? So if if if, <laughs> if we're if we're doing this by D D standards, he's definitely neutral because yeah. he's an animal. Yeah. Unless yeah. You consider him to have above normal animal intelligence. Is he awakened? <laughs> Did you awake him on the island? On... 
<laughs> I have no evidence that he is, though. I mean, to me, he's always acted animalistic. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, he's just a bestial nature, so yeah. Right. yeah. How about this one? That wasn't that hard. Next. This one, this oh one's going to be another kind of easy one. The Joker. <laughs> chaotic. Definitely chaos. Yeah, chaotic yeah. evil. He's. Uh, I oh. think. So there's there's a lot of people uh, that actually don't consider the Joker actually evil. Yeah. Um, they consider him 100 percent an agent of pure chaos. Yep. Without any without any consideration towards good or evil. Yeah. His his main goals are to break down the system, and the system includes both criminals and hmm. the law. That's a good point. And it just so happens that good is, at least from his viewpoint, more prominent. So he ends up facing them more, yeah. uh, especially in the, uh, in the light of Batman. Yeah, and he does kill people. Yes, but now we can get into the Kierkegaardian fucking philosophy of are they truly innocent? Is anyone truly innocent? <laughs> or is killing fundamentally wrong? Right, yeah. So quickly move on. <laughs> Before we get, before we get canceled. Uh, okay. <laughs> no. But yeah, the Joker is Joker's a little tough Joker's too. Joker is yeah. a little tough. Um, okay, uh, here's the last... No, I can't do that one. That's another one. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Gary Gygax. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. I didn't know him personally. Can't help you. <laughs> Bilbo Who? Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I, I think he's more neutral. Um, yeah. He, I think he definitely starts off the yeah. Hobbit that way. Yeah. But I think as he goes through, he has a character growth arc. And I think his alignment yeah. changes uh, during the Hobbit. And I, I think he definitely starts seeing the benefit in a greater good. Yeah. Because he actually he actually sacrifices his friendships with the dwarves, right, mm-hmm. at near the end of the book to yeah. to make good with Dale and the elves and whatnot. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't I don't want to hmm. Yeah. So Neutral good to law. Oof, Jesus. Probably too true neutral because when he's in the Shire, he's just caring about his tiny little life. That's right? yeah, right. He's just leaving the fuck alone. He hangs the sign. <laughs> and then he, on his journey, he becomes the the neutral good. I would say. All right. Here yeah. will be the very last one. Uh, just for uh-huh. Finder, Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine. I'd go lawful yeah. evil. But if you if you read any of the books, actually he's he's a really good example. Yeah, he's someone who did something he brought order to the galaxy. And he actually did it for the right reasons. <laughs> it's just he atta- he went through the wrong way, and <laughs> and he used the existing system yeah. to do it. Yeah, but he didn't break mm-hmm. the system. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a lawful evil. Unlike Thanos, so you guys. <laughs> so, oh, so out of curiosity, you guys know oh, why Palpatine Thanos. actually wanted to unite the entire, like you know, system? Well, that depends on whether you consider the books. Uh, the canon. books are canon. Ooh. I'm sorry, but if, they, if someone says they're not, they can go to hell. 
so there was some sort of alien race that was going to come from like another galaxy that was um Huzang Vong immune to the force that was going to yeah that was yeah, going to yeah. invade and he was trying to prepare the the their galaxy to fight them off. Yep, pretty yeah. much. And that's actually exactly it. So he was trying to do it because he had that vision. So he knew that would be the best way. Now, did he go through all the right channels? Technically, he did. It's just he looked weird and used bad lightning. But he, to be honest, like... Uh, did, do you have any idea what rule under the Empire was like, sir? <laughs> No, I wasn't there. He no. did more than look. He 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 did a lot more than look weird yeah. and use force lightning. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I, I think people were just judging him on his appearance, and that's yeah. why he got a bad rap. In my opinion, that's my opinion. How, how is it that you know about the? Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce them. The Yuzong Bang or whatever they're called. I do not know. What life was like under the empire? Easy, because I ignore <laughs> the facts I don't want to know. Easy, done. Right, because Santa would have been in the Imperial <laughs> Intelligence Directorate. <Yeah. laughs> I actually uh, really, really love um, that conversation they have in Clerks uh, mm -hmm. about the Death Star and the contractors. Yes. Oh. Yep, yep. <laughs> Because yep. it's beautiful, because they're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yep. then the contractor comes in and says, you know, I can tell you as a contractor myself that, you know, some of us, our politics do play in to, you know, what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. Yep. So they are, to some degree, culpable. Yep. Yeah, there's a uh, YouTube channel. I watched it uh, one night just falling asleep, and the, this dude goes over exactly what the composition of the death star and like some of those other air battle stations would have been like the numbers of families like they had like most people don't they don't cover it in the in the series but they cover it in the extended universe in the books like there were schools on the death star for children there were whole ass family there were shopping malls on the death star they were all part of the plans and when you lay the death star plans out um, yeah, all that shit's in so there. The so the rebels killed yeah. a bunch of innocent. Now, whether or not it was in use is another question, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, they said they had families on board. So, yeah. uh, to be honest, I, I feel yeah. like uh, the Jedi were the bad guys and the rebellion really were just a bunch of murderers. Like, that's the way it's coming out, if you think about it. Palpatine wanted to say, One man's freedom fight wanted another to man's save the universe from. The Uzang Vong, who literally just wanted to destroy everyone with their bioweapons. And what happened? The rebels come, Which... and so many people die on in pretty much a giant residential area that was made in space. Yeah, good job, rebels. You are very good well, people. Uh, oh, guess yeah, what? You're unprepared to be because they wanted something so paltry yeah. as freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and they had freedom, which was the first freedom shot. to abide by the rules. <laughs> Aldebaran, I need ten billion egg omelets. <laughs> like it, I, I would love if someone made a series that was like the opposite side, where it's just like the whole thing. It's like from In the it's from the Empire's perspective. On the freaking <laughs> on the rebels. In some cases, being a rebel was a about your entire species' survival. Yeah, yeah, under sure. the yeah. empire. Yeah. Sounds selfish. 
they they were committing genocide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Emperor was not a fan of aliens. Thrawn was a pain in his ass. He just. <laughs> This guy's fucking good. Let's give him a job. Dumb blue piece of shit. <laughs> okay, I can't defend that one. <laughs> no, I can't defend that one. <laughs> there we go. We pulled you back from the ledge of defending the Empire. <laughs> Is it if you ignore the facts you don't like, like I said. <laughs> That's true. I had to bend over and get it. All right. Is this the answer? No, yes. So these are the questions. Good. Make sure I'm not doing anything weird. Uh, we'll start with Jared since he's the He's our D&D expert. Sure. All right. Category. Magic and miscellany. History. Monsters. Dungeons and adventures. Characters or cosmology. Um, let's go with monsters because they're fun. Oh, there we go. Okay. Which elemental plane is the Galeb Dur summoned from? Oh man. Isn't it summoned from one of the quasi elemental or I forget the other one that's not like it's not a full elemental plane. That there was there were two different types. One was quasi elemental and the other one was something else. Uh, but isn't it from the one of ooze? Earth. The Galeb Dirk is an elemental creature resembling a boulder. Uh, you know what? Than an earth elemental. You know what? I was I was I was thinking of the the mud ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you said elemental plane, unlike Richard Christian. I would have totally guessed the shadow plane. The ethereal shadow. plane. It's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> Alright, so uh Santa. Magic and miscellany, history, dungeons and adventures, characters, or cosmology. I'm magic. Ma- oh shit, magic. Oh, Jesus, wow. What is the alliterative name of the magic backpack that weighs five pounds but can oh. hold up to one hundred and twenty pounds of material? <laughs> so easy. It is. It's so fucking. <laughs> Look at his face. I, I'm... Every every D and D nerd is. Is just dying right now. <laughs> they really are. Uh, God. It is Goddamn. The bag of ant strength. Oh, I don't God. know. Jesus. Fuck. He even told you it was alliterative. I don't know what that Man. word means. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> is it your final answer? Uh, it's wrong, and by the look on your face. So I, it seems to cause you much pain. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> what is the bag and backpack do not appear in the fucking so, title of the magic? Uh, Go ahead, Jared. Uh, alliterative uh, means that every word in the thing starts with the same letter. Does that That's help? how the Vikings wrote poetry. Interesting. I forget what the whole clip. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's uh, the answer? Oh I my probably, god! I, I feel like Jared, go ahead. Well, actually, I feel like Finder might know. He played. It it's been years. Uh, I, yeah. I know that it's going to be in the realm of bag of holding, but bag of holding is not alliterative. I'm not like going. What in the heck is the the alliterative one? Because we always use bag of holding. <laughs> See, I'm not alone. Pure, pure oh Sandy. It's your Sandy Haversack. 
Hundred percent. I actually yep. bought one at Gen Con. What, what is it? <laughs> as soon as I read it, I was like, Sorry, "What's the name?" Hewards Handy. Hewards Handy. Hewards Handy Haversack. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. I would yeah, know Google that. That the... sounds so much like no. I I grew up in the fifth edition. If you played the if you played the King of Fantasy games, I, you I grew up in the fifth so... edition where the bag of holding was everything. It's a fifth edition. Uh, they they dropped the Hewards. I think. Oh, did they really? Damn. Yeah, I think that's they, unfortunate. I think they did that in fourth and then kept it for fifth. Oh, um, so but uh, <laughs> so Hewards Handy Haversack was in some ways actually better than yeah. the Bag of Holding uh, because the Bag of Holding you had to actually search it manually to find the things yeah. that you put in it, which of course mm-hmm. nobody ever played. Um, and the Heward's Handy Haversack, if you put your hand in and think of an item, it puts it in your hand. Yep. yep pretty uh, baller I, item. But it didn't carry as much as the bag of I got a, a quick, yep. a very quick story of what of a D&D Jesus game. Uh, All right. Where the, the GM liked to do twists on, uh, on items. And so he gave us a cursed bag of holding, but the curse was that whatever you pulled out of it was covered in glitter. <laughs> you can never get rid of that shit, man. It's just like, and so we just called it a normal bag because right. I'm sorry, but once glitter gets in a bag, it never gets out. It's like, it's sand, but worse. <laughs> no. Now I know so, why you play the way you do. So uh, if, if, I'm in, if I'm in that game, if I'm in that game, my party is going to start trying to think of ways to get the big bad evil guy in the bag of holding. <laughs> because then they're coated in glitter, and then they'll die of embarrassment. And then they change their name to... I don't even know a good stripper name. Jasmine. Candy, come on. Or... I am... <laughs> Candy, the lich, coming to the front stage. No, a stripper d name. Bag of holding. <laughs> god, that's fucking awful. Oh my god. Right, uh, adventures, look at you. Oh man. You I think you pick the same no. category every time you're gonna hate yourself. I've chosen the cosmology. Okay, one. who can Oh you did. Who can serve as an intermediary between the party and Tiamat in Baldur's Gate descent into Avernus? <laughs> I know you don't know that. Jared, do you know that? No. Uh, I only played through, like, the first part of Descent into Avernus before the the game I was in fell apart. Like, we were just about to go to the Nine Hells, uh, and then the game fell apart. Uh, Is apparently Archon the Cruel. No idea either. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Nothing. I have nothing on that one. Okay, so what's that leave? History, characters, and cosmology. All right, I'll, you guys pick the pick the category for me. Let's do history. These questions. Yeah, his, history. Because I hate history. And don't want. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, son! <laughs> what 1985 rule book introduced the comeliness statistic oh, to D and D? Well, that would be Unearthed. <laughs> I knew that one. I knew that one. <laughs> So he's supposed to like comeliness. Oh, son. Even if All I right, hadn't looked leaves, up Leonard Arcana's uh, published year, I still would have known that one. Oh, you still have it in the fucking chat? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was when it first came up because yes. then everybody had to be pretty. Here, <sighs> here I was expecting like a 
during the end games of PSR. <laughs> who, a real who, weird who, was, who was the person who was in charge of <laughs> of marketing? Like Lorraine Williams. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the anti marketeer. Oh, shit. Okay, so that leaves characters and cosmology. Um, let's see. Jared, I would, guess. I would love a question on cosmology. Cosmology. Okay. Who is the god? Get the fuck out of here. Who is the god of thieves in Faerun, sometimes called the Lord of Shadows? Mask. Bah, 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 bah. Correct. That's why, yeah. <laughs> see how easy it is? You guys? Yeah, I totally <laughs> knew a lot of that. I thought of another good D&D script. I, was, I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, uh, I wasn't expecting it to be about... Uh, the D and D religions. I was expecting to be more about the planes of existence, but they are kind of yeah. tied together, so it makes yeah. Sense. Like I said, they have these weird, like this. This last question, Jesus, this is so dumb. In the Dungeons and Dragons animated series, nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty five, Sheila the Thief uses what magic item to improve her stealth? <laughs> this is so fucking dumbly easy. It, Rich, I'm trying to remember that cartoon. To improve her stealth, oh wasn't it the cowl? Like she had that magic cloak. Rich, what is it called? <laughs> what is it called in Dungeons and Dragons? God damn it. Uh, the, the Cloak of Thievery. <laughs> I, I can't remember, man. Oh. Cloak of... It's called the exact same thing, I'm pretty sure, in Harry Potter uh, and <laughs> in the Arthurian Legends. <laughs> cloak of Invisibility. I so. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's been forever. Once again. It has. It has. Oh, that was good. It's it's yeah. it's an iconic item, though, right? It really is. Yeah, shit. It's been in everything. Well, yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> you honestly, I, though, I like... can't remember that cartoon all that well. I, I remember watching it. I don't remember her going invisible. No. And so, had, had I remembered what? that, I would have like, oh, that's easy. But yeah. we're gonna have to do. So you, that's all she did. <laughs> you know what I remember from that? I, I remember from that cartoon the same thing I remember from Thundercats. The annoying character. Like, Uni. uni? Which annoying character? Yeah. You have to have Uni. You have to have, well, the, you have, to have Snarf. The, 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 uh, the, the barbarian kid whose name I can't remember was also Bobby. kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, yes. Yep, yep, yep. And he well, was I... Sheila's brother. I remember yep. it super well because it's the entire reason that I wanted to play d honestly. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that and I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. We made big time. And then Satan. Satanic. Oh, God. We actually did an episode, but it didn't come out very well. And it ended up sounding like uh, three people ranting like maniacs <laughs> about all kinds of shit. We'll have to revisit the topic because, man. I actually had I think a it's... friend who had to hide that they were playing mm. the game with us because yeah, his parents were super religious. Oh. Yeah, man. It um, there's a lot of shit that has gone on throughout the fucking ages with culture shit, and it's just like, man, every, why does it always have to? Every decade we have to have some fucking group of idiots who wants to make shit fucking miserable for everyone. Like, I, I just so, want to play make. You know what I think happened? Absolutely. Like, Wait, the nerds are having fun. That must be evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still um, going to be being distracted from our big brain thoughts. I also. <laughs> I also remember, because a lot of my friends were a little bit religious, um, so I joined the youth group just to hang out with them, 
Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. and they had, they put on like a Christian play for us this one time and I had yes. the hardest time not cracking up, dying, laughing in the audience when they were describing this warlock's home and they were like, and there were D and D books all over the That's amazing. Wow. Hell, in chaotic evil, he has an entire shelf of miniatures. <laughs> It's with fucking Satan's dolls. Well, I, I guess if you think about it, what's another name for dice? They call it rolling the bones, right? And you read, you're yeah, reading yeah. the future as you throw your dice because now you have to narrate what happened. I mean, kind of read well, the past. It depends because you? <laughs> you roll the dice before you determine your actions, right? I mean, because. That's a true statement. In some cases, reading the bones wasn't necessarily about dice. It was about actual bones. No, right. It yeah. depends but on culture. Rich gave me a really good idea, though. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, get going. Keep going. We're at an end. I'm going to make a note. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, shit. Okay, right. Santa. Well, I think it's back to you. <laughs> Dude, this show's like nine yeah. hours long with 85 <laughs> parts. Right. No, I know. It's only... Four parts, uh, three parts, three parts. Anyways, folks, uh, and, yeah, before part, we get yeah, going, go I just want to say thank you again, Jared, for hopping on, and congratulations as the winner of our, yeah, yeah. our, you know, giveaway. That was, as I said before, it was an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, anytime you guys yeah, want me to do this, I'm happy to join. Oh, you. it was a lot of fun, and uh, right before you, <laughs> it's always you know, fun. <laughs> It's oh well, no, yeah, it was. It's always fun. I always do have fun here. Well, the, 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 right, the, the Discord is fun, and Jared being here proves how much fun yeah. the Discord is. And then you, then you get to same conversations, but now everyone sounds like <laughs> <a racist. laughs> we're all insane here. You don't have to be crazy to play role playing games, but it helps. It definitely helps. <laughs> and on that note, folks, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I had a great time, and we hope to hear from you guys soon. See you next week. Oh, and final stripper name from a D and D item: oh. the movable rod. Goodbye. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>